It's Wednesday morning, February 6, 2019. Good morning, everybody. I'm Len Adolph. Welcome to Sam Sell Sells Real Estate. We're the fastest 10 minutes or so in real estate information three days a week. We come to you from Clark, New Jersey, the New York metropolitan area. If you are buying, selling, investing, or rehabilitating a house, or you're involved in real estate in any way, you should be listening. Today we continue the topic that befits nice weather, buying a house. Today's guest has been in the residential mortgage business for over 30 years. He's seen the best and the worst of it. He's currently a senior executive in charge of reverse mortgages and heads the Fairfield, New Jersey branch for Annie Mac Mortgage, another good friend and former client for over 20 years, John Gaggis. Good morning, Len, and thanks for the uh, opportunity. Uh, it's great to have you, man. You know, the first thing John said to me after I asked him to appear on the podcast was, what's a podcast? You know, John is uh, a little bit of a technological dinosaur, but when it comes to mortgages, there aren't many people who know more about them. Uh, you know, Johnny, we believe in shameless plugs here. Why don't you give the listeners a little information about your background, your experience, and uh, any other information you might want to share with them? All right. Well, thanks, Leonard, and, and thanks for the reference to a dinosaur. I appreciate roaming the earth prior to computers. Um, very, very briefly, um, I graduated college, went to Vanderbilt. I thought I had a good career in front of me in finance. And then my mother, who worked for a mortgage company 30-some-odd years ago, said, you know, guys are making some good money. So there's where I started my career. Um, Lenny, a little bit about me and the industry. The industry has gone to a technology platform, okay? And we have it. We have every bell and whistle possible. But it really comes down to this. On the most important purchase of your life, more than a TV, more than a sofa, love seat, more than your car, it's your home. Do you really want to go online and do you really want to go through those type of steps in lieu of speaking with someone and having a personal transaction? And that's where the benefit of Animac comes in, is that we are a very large corporation that operates on a small-scale basis. We are here for Well, that's our- what I was going to ask you, John. Yes. You know, talking about getting a mortgage, you know, the consumer, like you said, is bombarded with residential lenders. You can't go a day without hearing about Quicken Loans or Rocket Mortgage. You know, when, when John Gaggis or one of his people from Animac call a potential customer, what do they say to them? How do you differentiate yourself? Well, that's again, I'll, I'll allude to what I said prior to this is, Yes, there is a place for Rocket, and there is a place for um, um, all the other online uh, facilities, online platforms. I'm not saying there right. isn't, and there's a percentile of our population out there that will go that route. What we say to them is, number one, if you're dealing with a realtor on a purchase, the realtor is going to want expectations from that mortgage company, certain dates to hit for contingency for closings, etc. Sure. These online platforms do not provide that. It is a very impersonal way of doing business. Yes, it's expedient. Not much more than what we do because you have to provide them exactly, exactly the same information that you have to uh, supply us. The difference right. is they're going to say, you're missing this, 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 and this via email, and you have to email them via attachments, this, this, and this. Whereas when you're having a personal conversation as your personal mortgage banker to our uh, potential clients, 
look, we will walk you through this. Here's what's required. Here's what's acceptable. Here's what's unacceptable. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do. Let me call your realtor. I'll tell you what, you know, how to order your appraisal or we order your right. appraisal, et cetera. Right. So right. that's what we say to our customers. Listen, there's a, there's a place for Quicken and Rocket. I'm not saying there isn't, but I'm going back to if we're comparable in pricing, and even if we're not, are you really going to trust your largest purchase, and especially a purchase transaction, not a refinance, to an impersonal platform where there might be pressure on all ends, the seller, the realtors, people who might be buying your home, et cetera. Why don't you let us work for you? Excellent point, John. Let, let's one more question in this segment. You know, let's walk back just a, a little step. When we get to the point of deciding whether to buy or whether to rent, uh, do you wind up having those types of conversations with your prospective clients or usually when they get to you, they've already made the determination that they're going to buy a house? Well, that's a good question, Leonard. Um, twofold. We just gave a nice seminar last week, purely coincidental, down at Rutgers University to approximately 60 first-time home buyers. Okay, so we were getting them. They were all, all renters. And renting is hazardous to your wealth. So we try to inform them. We, we don't even get into the tax ramifications because we're not accountants. Sure. What we get into is how much do you pay in rent? Just, you know, you, you throw what's the average out there. Okay, uh, based on X, it's just a simple formula. Based on X, a $200,000 sales price. Based on Y, a down payment. You know, based right. on Z being a mortgage payment. Okay, why on earth when it comes, and believe me, almost invariably it always does. It comes close to what they're paying. Why would you make your landlord wealthy? And that's the bottom line especially if you're talking about a multifamily, a two to four unit where you're offsetting your mortgage payment with rental. Sure. But even on a single family, single family, you're paying X in rent, goes right to the landlord. The landlord every every month says, thank you, thank you. You know, occasionally he has to go in there and, and paint something or fix a so- socket or something. Right. Why shouldn't you put that into your own equity position of your own Pride in home home ownership. John, that's great stuff. We're really glad to have you here. All right, let's go to the tip of the day. Again, we encourage you folks out there to write in and ask away. No question we can't answer. Go up on the Sam Selling Associates website, contact us, or leave a comment on the podcast page. Or just call the office, send an email, or a carrier pigeon. However you want to get to us, you get my drift. We want to give you answers to the questions you want answered. Again, just a little teaser, we're going to be introducing our celebrity question of the day that will be coming soon. Well, today I'm going to do the tip of the day. Whenever I read something that I think is of interest, that's what I'm going to share with you here. Here's a good one. A lot of automated answering systems are programmed to recognize swearing. How do you like that? And in a couple of F-bombs can get you right to a human. That's great news and great information. That's your tip of the day.
Now we get to today's news in real estate. Uh, John, in the beginning of December, Forbes magazine printed an article entitled 2019 Real Estate Forecast, What Home Buyers and Sellers and Investors Can Expect. You know, we're not going to address every prediction that they made here, but we're going to talk about a few of these predictions. Uh, the first one is mortgage rates will continue rising. And it says here that despite steady climbing for the past two years, mortgage rates may remain lower than they were during the most recent recession and below average for the type of strong economic growth we've been experiencing. That will change in 2019 as the 30-year fixed rate mortgage reaches 5.8% territory not seen since the dark days of 2008 when rates were racing downwards in response to the housing crisis. This came from the Director of Economic Research for Zillow. Your thoughts? Leonard, I'm not going to contradict anything that Forbes has uh, projected. Quite frankly, Forbes is probably right and correct. But let me say this. Take a step back, everybody. When the dinosaurs roamed the earth back when I started, <laughs> rates were 13 to 16%. Okay? People and then in, in, in the early to mid-90s, they thought 9% was great. So let's take the prediction of Forbes, 5.8. Great interest rate. Great yeah, interest really. Rate. Absolutely. Okay, that's what we're going to say. When when all is said and done, where else can you borrow a large percentage of money for only at only at five point eight seven five or five point seven five or five point five? Where else? Tell me where you can get that type type of benefit, that type of um, interest rate incurred, or that monthly debt service at that right. low of an interest rate. So if I just take their worst-case prediction, their worst-case prediction, you're still buying about the same type of home in the home range. Could it take off a little bit of your affordability? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, we're not stupid. It's just math. Right. But I'm going to take a big, you know, people have been, we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled in the high threes and in the, in the high fours. Who would have okay. thought it would have gone to that, John? I mean. Exactly. Exactly. The environment um, needed to be there. The economic environment needed to be there. Well, it doesn't need to be there. And we all have to adapt. But crying wolf at 5.75, okay, is, in, in my opinion, um, is, is a little bit, <laughs> uh, not selfish, but it, it's, it's a little, little bit not looking at the forest through the trees. It's well, still like you said, you know, absolutely, when you're spoiled and you're used to having things a certain way, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it obviously becomes a little disconcerting. Let, let's do one more here. Uh, millennials will keep buying homes despite those rising rates. The housing market in 2019 will be characterized by continued rising mortgage rates and surging millennial demand. Rising rates by making housing less affordable will likely deter certain potential home buyers from the market. On the other hand, the large cohort of millennials will be turning 29 next year, entering peak household formation and home buying age and contributing to the increase in first-time buyer demands. Now, I know you do the opposite end. You're the expert on the senior side, but I know you know a lot about this side as well, too. And what does a company like Animac do to start inducing those late 20, early 30s individuals to the buying tape. 
Well, Leonard, that's a good question. It was a multifaceted question. First, my answer is uh, I'm a licensed mortgage banker, meaning I do everything from forwards to reverses. I just happen to be the director of reverse lending for Annie Mac, uh, with my expertise being in the uh, home, <clears throat> the, the HECMs, home right. equity conversion mortgage, i.e. reverses. But to answer your question, what does Annie Mac do to address the millenniums? And, you know, what about the home ownership being less affordable? One, the, the millennials, okay, have been used to renting at a large dollar amount. Okay. They're either lo- leaving, living at home or renting at a large dollar amount. Okay. A huge, disparity between those two sharing a one bedroom between three people in hoboken or jersey city or manhattan (laughs) and they get it's a little it's getting a little old okay it was great when they were 24 and 25 but now they're 29 and 30 wait a minute maybe i just don't want to share the bathroom at at 7 a.m with two other people sure what we're doing to them is refer back to pride in home ownership value of home ownership appreciation of home ownership you know, there are several, several charts that we show them that if you paid X amount every single month renting and you paid a roughly the same amount every single month in home ownership, the average appreciation in New Jersey would return you X via any type of, of investment um, ROI. That's one. Number two, rising interest rates, <clears throat> rising affordability does not negate the other segment. It's not as though a 32-year-old isn't going to buy a house or a 40-year-old or a 45-year-old. That's why you don't want to go to rocket power because they're not, they're just going to say you can or cannot afford this. That's why you want a personal mortgage banker to walk you through it, to show you the avenues, to show you different forms or methods of product availability to maybe get you more home ownership. John, it is a pleasure having you. Uh, we're going to have you back to talk about reverse mortgages sometime in the next couple of weeks. Really, thanks for being here, brother. Well, Leonard, thank you for the opportunity. All right. Take care, John. Take care. Well, everybody, we've reached the end of our podcast. It's supposed to be a little rainy tonight, a little colder tomorrow. You know, we're still in winter. It's only the beginning of February, so hang in there. But we're going to finish our discussion with respect to buyers. John Samsell will be here with us. Don't miss it. Thanks. John Gaddis, we'll have him back. Jen D'Elia, John Gerhardt, Biomedia, my boys, Maxie and Noe. I love you guys. Aaron Ferguson, opening and closing with the popular hit Birdman. And to you, our listeners, we're nothing without you. We're here to help you. We're here for you. If you're thinking of buying a house, selling a house, having anything to do with real estate, you come right back here, subscribe to Sam Sell Sells Real Estate. You'll never have to worry about missing an episode again. See you tomorrow. You know, the consumer, like you said, is bombarded with residential lenders. You can't go a day without hearing about Quicken Loans or Rocket Mortgage. You know, when, when John Gaggis or one of his people from Animac call a potential customer, what do they say to them? How do you differentiate yourself? Well, that's again, I'll, I'll allude to what I said prior to this is, yes, there is a place for Rocket 
and there is a place for um, um, all the other online uh, facilities, online platforms. I'm not saying there right. isn't, and there's a percentile of our population out there that will go that route. What we say to them is, number one, if you're dealing with a realtor on a purchase, the realtor is going to want expectations from that mortgage company, certain dates to hit for contingency, for closings, etc. Sure. These online platforms do not provide that. It is a very impersonal way of doing business. Yes, it's expedient. Not much more than what we do because you have to provide them exactly, exactly the same information that you have to uh, supply us. The difference right. is they're going to say, you're missing this, 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 and this via email, and you have to email them via attachments, this, this, and this. Whereas when you're having a personal conversation as your personal mortgage banker to our uh, potential clients, look, we will walk you through this. Here's what's required. Here's what's acceptable. Here's what's unacceptable. Here's what to do. Here's what not to do. Let me call your realtor. I'll tell you what, you know, how to order your appraisal or we order your right. appraisal, et cetera. Right. So right. that's what we say to our customers. Listen, there's a, there's a place for Quicken and Rocket. I'm not saying there isn't. But I'm going back to if we're comparable in pricing, and even if we're not, are you really going to trust your largest purchase, and especially a purchase transaction, not a refinance, to an impersonal platform where there might be pressure on all ends, the seller, the realtors, people who might be buying your home, etc. Why don't you let us work for you? Excellent point, John. Let, let's one more question in this segment. You know, let's walk back just a, a little step. When we get to the point of deciding whether to buy or whether to rent, uh, do you wind up having those types of conversations with your prospective clients or usually when they get to you, they've already made the determination that they're going to buy a house? Well, that's a good question, Leonard. Um, twofold. We just gave a nice seminar last week, purely coincidental, down at Rutgers University to approximately 60 first-time home buyers. Okay, so we were getting them. They were all, all renters. And renting is hazardous to your wealth. So we try to inform them. We, we don't even get into the tax ramifications because we're not accountants. Sure. What we get into is how much do you pay in rent? Just, you know, you, you throw what's the average out there. Okay. Uh, based on X, it's just simple formula. Based on X, a $200,000 sales price. Based on Y, a down payment. You know, based right. on Z being a mortgage payment. Okay. Why on earth when it comes, and believe me, almost invariably it always does. It comes close to what they're paying. Why would you make your landlord wealthy? And that's the bottom line, especially if you're talking about a multifamily a two to four unit where you're offsetting your mortgage payment with rental. Sure. But even on a single family, single family, you're paying X in rent, goes right to the landlord. The landlord every every month says, thank you, thank you. You know, occasionally he has to go in there and, and paint something or fix a sock, socket or something. Right. Why shouldn't you put that into your own equity position of your own pride in home, home ownership? Uh, John, in the beginning of December, Forbes magazine printed an article entitled 2019 Real Estate Forecast, What Home Buyers and Sellers and Investors Can Expect. 
you know, we're not going to address every prediction that they made here, but we're going to talk about a few of these predictions. Uh, the first one is mortgage rates will continue rising. And it says here that despite steady climbing for the past two years, mortgage rates may remain lower than they were during the most recent recession and below average for the type of strong economic growth we've been experiencing. That will change in 2019 as the 30-year fixed rate mortgage reaches 5.8% territory not seen since the dark days of 2008 when rates were racing downwards in response to the housing crisis. This came from the Director of Economic Research for Zillow. Your thoughts? Leonard, I'm not going to contradict anything that Forbes has uh, projected. Quite frankly, Forbes is probably right and correct. But let me say this. Take a step back, everybody. When the dinosaurs roamed the earth back when I started, <laughs> rates were 13 to 16%. Okay? People and then in, in, in the early to mid-90s, they thought 9% was great. So let's take the prediction of Forbes, 5.8. Great interest rate. Great yeah, really. Rate. Absolutely. Okay. That's what we're going to say. When, when all is said and done, where else can you borrow a large percentage of money for only at, only at 5.875 or 5.75 or 5.5? Where else? Tell me where you can get that type, type of benefit, that type of, um, interest rate incurred or that monthly debt service at that right. low of an interest rate. So if I just take their worst-case prediction, their worst-case prediction, you're still buying about the same type of home in the home range. Could it take off a little bit of your affordability? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, we're not stupid. It's just math. But I'm going to take a big, you know, people have been, we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled in the high threes and in the the high fours. Who would have thought it would have gone to that, John? I mean. Exactly. Exactly. The environment um, needed to be there. The economic environment needed to be there. Well, it doesn't need to be there. And we all have to adapt. But crying wolf at 5.75, okay, is, in, in my opinion, um, is, is a little bit <laughs> uh, not selfish, but it, it's, it's a little, little bit not looking at the forest through the trees. It's well, still like you said, you know, absolutely, when you're spoiled and you're used to having way things a certain way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it obviously becomes a little disconcerting. Let, let's do one more here. Uh, millennials will keep buying homes despite those rising rates. The housing market in 2019 will be characterized by continued rising mortgage rates and surging millennial demand. Rising rates by making housing less affordable will likely deter certain potential home buyers from the market. On the other hand, the large cohort of millennials will be turning 29 next year, entering peak household formation and home buying age and contributing to the increase in first-time buyer demands. Now, I know you do the opposite end. You're the expert on the senior side, but I know you know a lot about this side as well, too. And what does a company like Animac do to start inducing those late 20, early 30s individuals to the buying table? Well, Leonard, that's a good question. It was a multifaceted question. First, my answer is uh, I'm a licensed mortgage banker, meaning I do everything from forwards to reverses. I just happen to be the director of reverse lending for Annie Mac. 
uh, with my expertise being in the uh, home, <clears throat> the, the HECMs, home right. equity conversion mortgage, i.e. reverses. But to answer your question, what does Annie Mac do to address the millenniums? And, you know, what about the home ownership being less affordable? One, the, the millennials, okay, have been used to renting at a large dollar amount. Okay. They're either lo- leaving, living at home or renting at a large dollar amount. Okay. A huge, disparity between those two sharing a one bedroom between three people in hoboken or jersey city or manhattan (laughs) and they get it's a little it's getting a little old okay it was great when they were 24 and 25 but now they're 29 and 30 wait a minute maybe i just don't want to share the bathroom at at 7 a.m with two other people sure what we're doing to them is refer back to pride in home ownership value of home ownership appreciation of home ownership you know, there are several, several charts that we show them that if you paid X amount every single month renting and you paid a roughly the same amount every single month in home ownership, the average appreciation in New Jersey would return you X via any type of, of investment um, ROI. That's one. Number two, rising interest rates, <clears throat> rising affordability does not negate the other segment. It's not as though a 32-year-old isn't going to buy a house or a 40-year-old or a 45-year-old. That's why you don't want to go to rocket power because they're not, they're just going to say you can or cannot afford this. That's why you want a personal mortgage banker to walk you through it, to show you the avenues, to show you different forms or methods of product availability to maybe get you more home ownership. 